Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am Heather B. Armstrong. And I am John R. Bray. Hi. Yeah, we're we're back. It's been uh, almost two months. Yeah, it has been almost two months of complete and utter fucking craziness. And and we should mention that was really not our plan. We right. actually did record in February, and then my entire audio file. I don't, I honestly don't know what happened to it, but it was no more. So is it recording now? <laughs> it is. It's recording. Everything looks good. I, I mean, it's the first time that's happened in 160 episodes, but it was, we got off the phone and I saved it and that was that it was empty. It was empty. Yeah. So it was a quiet February on that end, but not in any other capacity. No. <laughs> So we should first mention that we are actively, actively working on a whole bunch of changes to um, the podcast in the sense of uh, ramping it up again and um, starting some new features and um, we're really excited about it. We have a lot of momentum. Um, I think the impetus comes from the craziness of the last two months, especially. Um, and yes. Um, so stay tuned. We'll mention some of that later in the episode, but we sort of wanted this episode to be, so MRS manic rambling spiral into a not good space. Right. Um, I always forget that uh, full quote. <laughs> um, manic rambling spiral turns four on the 17th of March on St. Patrick's day. Four years. I still don't know how, how, how <laughs> like it, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem that long ago. Mm mm. No, and so much has changed since then. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> if you remember episode two. <laughs> I, honestly, and sometimes I'll meet, I'll meet people and just in, in talking, you know, the, the podcast will come up and they'll say, well, I'll go back and listen. I'm like, okay, but let's pause for a second because that episode is not indicative of my life now four years later. Right. It's changed so significantly that it always feels weird to know that someone's going to go back and listen to that because it seems like a totally different, a totally different life. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was, um, my God, I was entrenched. Like I was, I was entrenched in my suicidal ideation. <laughs> right. That was before, that was before your treatment. That was before the, that was long before the Chicago Marathon. It was like a year that and a half. Before the Bo- that was before the Boston Marathon. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was only it was like less than a year after my entire life fell apart. Right. So it was a very different time. It was a very different time. Both of our children were 12. Yes. I guess. Yeah. And Lita turned 16 on the 3rd of February. Lexton will turn... 16 on March 26th. So he's about two weeks, two weeks out from that. Yeah. So we have children who will be approaching cars. <laughs> God, I fucking hope so. Uh, still has, oh, he still has no interest. Really? Not at all. And I don't, honestly, it's reached a point where I don't actually care if he drives, but I want him to know how to drive and to have a license. I had friends who just weren't interested in it. That's okay. But it would be tremendously helpful if he at least knew how. 
<laughs> Lita so desperately wants her license and and is actively working towards it. You have to have a certain number of hours behind the wheel. Right. And I won't do it. Um, I won't do it. So does she go out with, with Pete or who's she? Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll mention this really quickly. Um, I went to London for a week. I guess this leads into our relationships now with my John and your Heather. Yes. Where they've come in, in four years. And um, not only did John come out for Alita's birthday, um, we sat, <laughs> I rented her a room for her birthday um, at a local hotel so that she and her friends could swim and have a suite and, you know, spend the night and have fun. And Pete and I stayed in another part of the hotel, but the day, the day of them, <clears throat> of us checking in, you know, Marlo had a friend and they all swam and John came and sat at a table with us and we had French fries and tater tots and sat there for five hours talking and laughing. Um, and it was remarkable. It was absolutely remarkable. And if I had told you four years ago that that was going to be the scene, you would have laughed until you choked. <laughs> until I choked to death. I mean, yeah, <laughs> really, like that was that was not even close to possible four years ago. No, that was not close. That we no. I mean. But I'm, I'm sure people have figured out that my divorce was extraordinarily difficult. Was it? Difficult. <laughs> do, you think people, do you think people have put two and two together? Difficult, the right word? <laughs> How would, what would you say? It was very traumatic. Traumatic, let's, let's put it that long, way. difficult. Yeah. 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 And he and I, something happened last year. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to credit a certain phone call. <laughs> I'm not going to get into the details of the phone call, but I'm going to credit a certain phone call. And something happened, and he, within two days of that phone call, he was in Utah Damn. asking how he could help. Ever since then, like he stayed in my house during my book tour. He stayed in my house a couple times since then. Uh, he uh, came to lead us. We... we <laughs> It snowed at our house almost almost 20 inches at our house the day of Lita's birthday. And it's the second time in the, how long have I been here? 16 years? 17 years. It's the second time in 17 years that they closed schools. And she was devastated. Wait, so that was on her, I feel like the other time was during the life of, this podcast yeah yes it was that's actually. that's weird yeah it was like a year or two ago because i remember that it was you were saying it was the first time it had happened since you'd been back yeah yeah and she was devastated because she had straightened her hair and she'd picked out an outfit and she wanted to go spend the day with her friends and i was like but you don't have to go to school on your birthday and <laughs> she was she was really sad and somehow um John made it to the house later that night. We cobbled together food because no one, they, they could not get the streets plowed because the snow was coming down so hard. Like in Salt Lake is very, very good at getting the streets plowed. Right. And uh, John made it over to the house and was at our house for like five hours. And we sat around the table and laughed and um, it was, it was phenomenal. And, I, you know, he, <laughs> I can't thank him enough for working with me and for um, being open to this kind of relationship so that our kids can benefit from it. Exactly. And I honestly, like, if anybody can get here, like, if, if I can get here, I feel like there's hope for almost, I mean... I know that there are certain circumstances which prohibit you from becoming friends with your ex, but there is hope for a lot of us um, in my story. 
because he and I sat around and laughed and poked fun at each other and didn't take it like personally. And we, you know, we just laughed. I think I wrote about this on my website. Like it was really nice to be with the person whose DNA was in my child. And I could say, she does this. And he's like, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and he's like, well, she does this. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so four years later, four years, and John and I text routinely. We'll talk on the phone. We work together um, financially in terms of the kids, like if they need anything, like he'll, he'll immediately Venmo me money. Um, like it's, I can't, I can't believe it. <laughs> and I'm so grateful. I'm, I do not take this for granted at all. Um, and yeah. I know I'm lucky. Yeah. And I, I feel the same. I mean, as a lot of people probably remember, the end of my relationship was also less than stellar. <laughs> and less than stellar less than less than stellar and started with a couple months in my heather's parents basement eating boxes of wheat thins it was it was a it was a thing wheat thins that should be it we should sponsored by wheat thins. sponsored by wheat thins. <laughs> they will get you through just about anything uh, but, and at the time it was, I mean, and it's, it's different, right? And we talked about this really early on in the podcast, like in your situation, you, you were the one who made the decision to end the relationship. Um, mm -hmm. and in my situation, I was not. So we also were both coming at it from very different angles. So for me, a big part of it was getting over my own bitterness and anger just with the whole situation. Mm-hmm. But then it was also Heather figuring out that there there was an actual way to move on without things being awful. And has she? So I think she has. It's been, it's weird. I mean, like you're saying that you and John text regularly and talk regularly and Heather and I do as well to the point where, I, and we have been texting for a long time, but it would always be very 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 lexton specific like what time are you picking him up we need to do this and it's still i mean most of what we communicate about is still centered around him but it will just be one-off random texts that we send to laugh at <laughs> like he like he just said this that sounds like something you would say and then her response is laugh like it's it's fun to do yeah because no one else understands that like she does exactly exactly and it's i never i mean i i really never thought it would be here because i didn't want to ever interact with her ever again <laughs> which i i mean i knew was not an option because that's not how it works when you have kids but it's it's really nice it's nice to have to to, to have that partnership in a new form yeah and like you said like he lexton will need something and obviously she lives close, so it's a little different, but she'll say, well, don't, don't go out and get it. I'll take him out. I'll do that. Don't worry about it. So it is that like that support. And it's just tremendously, tremendously helpful. And I think both of us, both me and John and probably you and Heather, like, why did we waste that time being so angry or so bitter? Like we've wasted so much time when we could have gotten here. And I guess it just takes time. Right. I guess it just yeah, takes it's, time. It's really hard. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, and, and I've thought about that. Like it took, I would say at least a full year before things were not actively bitter. Yeah. Um, and we were, we were civil before that, but it took a full year before that really settled. But even then there was like this underlying kind of uncomfortableness between the two of us. And I've struggled with that. Like, how much time did we waste? Why did it have to be that way? But at the same time, I feel like it's not waste. Like, it, it's time that had to be spent. Maybe not, maybe not angry or bitter, but had to be spent apart and not in that, and not not as friends, because it just takes time to process. Yeah, and learning learning your your new life, learning yes. the new way of life, and yeah. 
and 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 yeah. learning and learning to let go of so much to let go yes <laughs> yes yeah to let go and not not just like push it away for now but actually just let it go and acknowledge where you are now right and it's hard and i mean like you said there are there are some people in some situations where that's not an option like it, it just it won't happen and it's unfortunate but sometimes that's how it goes so we're certainly not saying that everybody should be like this because it's, it's really not possible for everyone but it definitely takes time to i think part of it is just getting in the right headspace to recognize that the relationship that was never will be again, but yes. there's still a relationship there. Yes. It's just changed dramatically in some respects and not at all in other respects. And I think because of the child, because of the children, you have this connection with this person that you don't have with anyone else in the world. And, right. um, knowing the intricacies of their personality and having someone that you can talk to who understands those intricacies and has known them for so long is so valuable. And, um, to be able to call upon their knowledge of it is tremendous. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even, I mean, Again, most people probably know this, but I'm not Flexton's natural father, which I think is a fucking awful term, but I came into his life when he was 15 months old. But even without that like actual biological shared connection with Heather, it's uh, just a history of his whole life. And no one was there for any of those moments except for her and I. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there, there will never be anyone else that can understand that as well as, as Heather for me or John for you. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and he can like, you know, we were sitting there and he can point and go, Oh my gosh, she is so like my sister that way. Or, and I can say the same thing about, you know, one of them and, um, having that is, it, I really, really cherish the fact that we have gotten here, I guess is, when all is said and done, like, I'm so, so happy that we're here. Um, which leads me back to the fact that, um, he, he came, he flew out and stayed in our house when we went to London. We went to London for eight days. Um, hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was, it was, and that was recently. So that was like two, two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, it was recent. And it was, we went to see a winged victory for the Sullen. We saw them both nights in London. We saw them twice. Uh, and they played in a chapel built in the early 1800s. It was absolutely fucking, fucking phenomenal and life changing. I mean, and you're going to go see them, right? I am. I am. They're coming through Chicago and I'm going to go see them and I cannot wait. So pro tip, everybody, if if a winged victory for the sullen is coming through your town, you must find a way to go see them. It doesn't matter where you sit. It doesn't matter if you have to stand at the back. You need to witness this. You have to witness this. So he came and he stayed and he took Lita driving quite a few times. And, you know, he texted me while I was in London and said, she's getting so much better. We've done some three-point turns. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's not really into the parallel parking yet, but we're getting there. We went on the, on the freeway. Um, and, I, you know, I was really grateful for him doing that. And then, you know, I said to him, you know, there's this band called A Wing Victory for the Sullen, and they're coming through Brooklyn. You should go see them. You should. You have to go see them. So it's like these, like four years ago, I would have never, never done that. Right. And he was like, and you two shared music interests, yeah, right? Um, yeah. Right. And he was like, really? I was like, yes. It's it's life changing experience. Like I've I've never cried so hard at a concert. Um, you have to you have to go see them when they come through Brooklyn. And he thanked me for that. And 
It was London was cold. <laughs> Which is the opposite of the experience that I had. Exactly. Uh London was very 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 cold. Uh, I was not prepared. And Pete can keep a straight face through anything and he was so cold and he showed on his face which means it was that cold um so it was it was it was hard in the sense that uh i mean london is a beautiful city i love it i love i mean you've been there i mean yes. can't say enough about it but getting anywhere was you know, two trains, two buses, walking 20 minutes. And it was bone, bone chillingly cold. And we should have been wearing like snowboarding gear. <laughs> <laughs> and was it, was it rainy? Like, was it a damp cold? Yes. Well, it wasn't rainy. Okay. It was just coming off the river. I'm sure you're used to it in Chicago. Oh, We're yeah. not used to it here because it's so dry. I mean, it gets cold, but it doesn't get wet cold and i right. i had forgotten what wet cold was like and i just i mean i thought i was gonna freeze to death a couple of times i it, it was it was scary and a couple of times both nights that we went to the concert we it was two trains two buses and then walking 20 minutes to this chapel and a football game was going on meaning Oh, that's right. Thousands and that. thousands yeah. of people were like flooding the trains and buses. So it was, there was a lot of work involved, but it, it was totally worth it. Absolutely worth it. <laughs> a little funny anecdote. Um, I got home and I never got over the jet lag when I got there. Like I, I couldn't sleep a wink the entire way there. And then I couldn't sleep a wink the entire way back. And while I was there, because it was so cold and because the the bed was sort of like a springy British bed. <laughs> I hope the British, I hope they aren't mad at me. It was kind of this old springy British bed. Um, I, I, I did not sleep well at all. So the whole time there, I was a little out of sorts. And when I got home, I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't get comfortable. I couldn't sit. I couldn't lie down. I couldn't walk. I was just like, I don't know where I am. I don't know what's going on. And that weird, like exhausted restlessness. Yes. And is a beast. It's a like beast. It's, it's hard to get through. And I tried to lie down to like get 30 minutes of sleep and I could, I could not get my body to turn off and um we're gonna go ahead and talk about it we're gonna talk about my weight really quickly um your weight has something changed with your weight <laughs> has something changed with my weight <laughs> um uh, disordered eating the valedictorian of disordered eating is what someone commented on um in one of my instagram photos um i got sick while i was there because it was so cold and because I had not slept for days and days and days and I got sick and probably lost, I don't know, coming back, probably lost like five or six pounds at least, which I should not have lost in the first place. Oh, yeah. Um, and my body like was frail coming home and I finally, I, I I was just begging for the night to come the day that we got home and I took my medication and I took the sleep tea that I, that I normally take, which I forgot to pack when I went to London. Oh, you didn't bring no. it. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's part of the problem. Um, that sleep tea, by the way, will knock you on your ass. Like it will knock you on your ass. Um, and, and just so everyone knows, this is different than the poop tea. So if you need to <laughs> shit and sleep, you need to drink two teas. This is a, it's mushrooms. It's all mushrooms. See, it's mushrooms, mushroom based. Because I'm the mushrooms cured my gut issue. And now they're helping me sleep. Um, and I woke up the next morning. Pete let me sleep in um, because I was so jet lagged. And I slept for... 
oh my god, 13 hours. Holy shit. Yeah, and and oh, wow. I had and I had to force myself to get out of the bed um because I had not unpacked my bags. And Lita happened to be home that day because um the juniors were taking the ACT, so everybody had to stay at home. And I start unpacking my bags and I'm standing in the middle of the room looking around at like, this needs to be dry clean. This needs to be washed. This needs to be like at the 17 stacks of things. And I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God, here we go. Okay. And I'm weak because my body is just this frail little bird. I'm this fragile little bird, right? And I'm standing in the <laughs> Oh man. I'm this fragile little bird and I'm standing in the middle of our of our bedroom with my back to the door. And I have mentioned this before that I startle easily. You have, yes. Uh-huh. And Lita um does not have an inside voice. She and many of her friends and many of her cousins have a their standard voice is about 70 decibels higher than most people screaming. Oh, and <laughs> she, I'm standing there assessing, okay, what do I do first? And she walks into the room and she says, Hey mom. And I swear to God, like the, the visions in my head of like somebody breaking in to rape me or, <laughs> or murder me or like all these visions of like somebody just broke into the house and I fell to the floor and started sobbing and she was like what i didn't mean to do that <laughs> and i'm like it's not your fault i'm sorry i'm just really really fragile right now <laughs> and i immediately texted pete and said we are installing a rule where if i am in the bedroom alone and someone needs me they need to text me before they knock on the oh, door god <laughs> Because the scream that I let out when she did that will probably live in her memory for the rest of her life. I screamed so loud and horrifyingly that she will be like, I almost killed my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I startle easily so I cannot get in the car with her. I can't do it. Not until she's had like a year in her. I'm not doing it. So we're bringing that all full circle where she wants to drive, but I am not the one who is going to get her hours because I'm afraid of dying. And she uh, she's aware of that, I assume. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's super, super aware of that, which is why like the... <laughs> Do you know about this caffeine gum? I think it's like Vibrin. Like, do you remember taking Vibrin when, when you were in college? No. You never took Vibrin? No. I mean, it's like it's gum just laced with caffeine. Yes. Interesting. And she takes it because she wakes up so early and she has all this stuff to do. And she's like, I need to go get some caffeine gum. I'm out of caffeine gum. And I was like, well, I can take you. She goes, can Pete take me so I can drive? <laughs> oh, God. I was like, yeah, I'm sure. And Pete was like, yeah, absolutely. Does Pete think she's improved? Because I know it was it was rocky even by his standards to begin with. 
Yeah, he 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 said he actually checked his phone at one point while she was mm-hmm. driving, and he wasn't scared. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's that's a significant change. Yeah. Um, so she's she's well on her way. Um, I think in two she'll get her license in two weeks. She gets it at school, actually. Is driver's ed through school? Yes. Do you pay for it? No. Interesting. No. That's how it was when oh, I did well, it. No, you pay for the driving part of it. Like you have to take driving, like you have to go on a course you right. to pay for that part of it. Yeah. You have to, but that's part of getting your permit, right? That's part of getting the license. She already has her permit. Okay, but she did she did both like a course component and a driving component to get her permit, the, right? No. Really? To get her to get her to get her permit, she just had to pass a written test. To get the driver's license, she has to take a class like at school and get driving hours in. Interesting. When I yeah. when I did it, we had like an actual class and you had to pass a test. And the class was a few days and but there was also a driving component where it would be the instructor in the passenger seat and then a student driving and then two other kids in the back and we would oh, drive wow. and then like park somewhere and switch <laughs> i can't imagine driving with like peers in the car oh yeah at it that was, age <laughs> it was a thing <laughs> no way but that was all no like way. all of that was covered by the school. But then when you actually needed to go take your driver's test to get your license, then that was a cost. Mm-hmm. But now, like when Lexton does it, everything is I think some of them operate off of school grounds, but everything is a separate cost. Like he will have to pay to do driver's ed to get his permit. Really? And by he, I mean, I, I will have to pay for him to get his <laughs> permit. Yeah strange i know right i logged into it's called myschoolfees.com or something like that because lita texted me in in london and says can you pay for the driver's course because i can't take it unless you pay for it and it hasn't been paid for yet so i log in to the website and there's 400 fucking dollars in fees for dropped classes and switched classes. Oh, and I was like, Lord. what in the world did you do? And she's like, school costs money, mom. Oh, God. <laughs> they charge for that shit now, though? Yeah, Damn. I guess so. I don't know. I mean, that, I don't know. That wasn't a thing when I was growing up. So I. Wow. <sighs> yeah. It's just a tiny taste of what college will be. <laughs> she keeps saying, you know I'm leaving, right? You know I'm leaving. You know I'm leaving. You know I'm leaving. Does she have any idea where she wants to go? She wants to go to the East Coast, but yeah. uh, she's going to have to take the SAT and she's going to have to take out student loans because as much money as I put away for her, it's not going to cover like a dent in in, a, in an East Coast school. Right, out-of-state East Coast school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, out-of-state tuition is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, good luck, Lita. Good luck. <sighs> Forgot about the SAT. I never took that because I was never looking at the, at the East Coast. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't either. Talk well, about hard. Yeah. And she's probably going to take the ACT too, right? Yeah, I think you take both. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Man, man, man living with a 16-year-old girl. Holy fucking shit, y'all. I mean. (sighs) Yep. I mean, I will say that a 16-year-old boy is not exactly a walk in the park. Fucking teenagers Mm -hmm. are... It's like a species in itself. Oh yeah, it 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 is. And I wasn't like this. <laughs> I keep saying that. <laughs> she just can't. 
unleash a storm of fury about what we, and meaning me, but what we collectively have done to fuck up their possibility in life. And, uh, even though like I'm doing the best that I possibly can to make sure that she's provided for and safe and warm and, and whatnot, she just, she sort of focuses in, I don't know whose personality this is. (laughs) (laughs) She focuses in on those parts that are like, the climate is doomed. We're all going to die. The virus is taking over. Um, you know, which by the way, we might want to mention that. I mean, I think we, I think we have to, because you were in the UK kind of before this really started to take traction around the world. And I I was actually in, in Portland at the beginning of February before that was an issue. And now it's, I kind of everywhere. Yeah. uh, And that's when I thought my phone was spying on me because I stayed with a uh, family. Um, I visited with a family in London in 1996 when I was uh, study, study abroad for BYU. They lived in North London and they had four kids and I have stayed in touch with them and we saw them two years ago in London and then we saw them twice on this trip. And she is a Penny is her name and she is a lead nurse at a hospital and has like, you know, all these credentials. And she, she's been talking about how the country there, they have sites already set up. They already had sites set up to deal with any sort of outbreak like and and they had supplies and they had people ready to work and that was the first time I ever heard someone say just don't touch your face. Right. She was she she was that was the first time I had heard that. And that night I went on Twitter and the first five tweets were you know <laughs> when someone tells you you can't touch your face you don't realize how much you want to touch your face. Like the first five tweets were about that. Yes. It was so weird. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's created such an odd environment. And I mean, I know there's people who think it's a hoax, which I don't even have the capacity to get into that right now. <laughs> but it it just comes down to caring about other people, I think. Like mm-hmm. I, I know my own health well enough to know that if I got it, I'm probably totally fine. I'm not exactly worried that I'm going to die from this. But I know people who are either elderly or immunocompromised that very well could. Right. So I don't want to get it and give it to them. And I think that's a piece that so many people are missing. Like, oh, it's really not that bad. It's no worse than the flu, which is another issue entirely. But... Just think about other people, maybe. Right. Like, I mean, those are the people that, that's what the, 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 the scientists who really understand the science behind this, that's who they're worried about. Like any sort of like pandemic will be okay for the most of the population. But the real, the scientists who understand the science are like, no, we're worried about the elderly. We're worried about anybody going through chemotherapy, anybody who has, you know, an immune disorder, like this is like, those are the people that are, are most vulnerable. Right. And, um, we have to protect them. It's like getting vaccinated, right? Yes. I mean, even people I was reading with diabetes are at higher risk. So I think at one point I read something like 98% of the population We'll fight it off. Like it might suck, but it's fine. But if you calculate that out, that means that like 18 to 20 million people will not. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people who are important to a lot of people. (laughs) Right. And I mean, a lot, I mean, except for not touching your face, which is one of those things where as soon as you hear it, all you want to do is like 
put your entire hand on your face. <laughs> I but, just want to like smother my face right. in my hand. <laughs> but except for that, I mean, it's, it's wash your hands and don't touch your face, which is basically mm -hmm. like washing your hands. Don't be a gross person. Just wash <laughs> your fuck. And I see like right after it started to come to the United States, there were a bunch of men on Twitter kind of making jokes. Like it's funny. There's actually a line for the men's room now because people are washing their hands. I'm like, who doesn't wash their hands like right? that's wh why why is that and i it's not like i didn't know that i see guys walk in and walk out without washing their hands or they just rinse the tips of their fingers off i don't know what the fuck that's supposed to do but it's it's weird to me and then yeah. you have like Places in the United States basically saying like, ah, okay, well, I guess we'll clean some public spaces if this is a problem. Because we live in a place where we don't really clean the public spaces. We just let them be. Uh, I was, so I had to run and go get batteries in order to, for my podcasting equipment to work. Right. But bef before I ran to get batteries, I was opening all this mail that had come when I was gone. And, um, I just had Twitter open and was just scrolling through Harvard. Did you see this? Not only have they called off Coachella or postponed it until October. Oh, Harvard is I going read. like all online or something. Yes. They told them not to come back after spring break, not to come back to the dorms. Yep. And, um, so Coachella has been postponed until October. Um, one of the school districts here in Utah has basically said, they're going to cancel all school if they get one case, which yes. means like, yeah. Which I think all is of it. probably the case in every district. They just haven't said that. That's my guess. Because you figure if you yeah. have a high schooler who comes down with it, odds of them having younger siblings right. are high. Odds of other students in the school. Like it's, that's what's kind of ridiculous is even if you think it's blown out of proportion, you have to think about what can happen as a result of what's going on. Right. I mean, well, the South by Southwest was canceled. Yeah. And that's huge. So there's economic impact to the city of Austin. There's all the, all the people who were going to go there in hopes of getting business or having business there that don't get it. I mean, I, I work from home. I rarely interact with people and I have a major project that's indefinitely postponed because of this. So it's it's significant whether you believe in it or not. Like it it just is. Well, my mother my mother turns seventy five this year, um, and she said that she didn't even realize she booked a trip to Kentucky to go back home to see her brothers and sisters, um, like the day like on Easter or the day after Easter, which is like two days after her birthday, and she's like you know, Heather, I'm, I'm as healthy as, as I have ever been in my life, but I'm 75. Like right. I can't take this risk and airlines are losing business. Hotels are losing business. The movie industry is tanking <laughs> the stock market. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's massive. <laughs> I mean, I'm, we were texting just yesterday. Like I, this is becoming the year of the concerts for me and I have concerts coming up over the next couple months. And I've even started to wonder if those are going to happen. Yeah, I'm supposed to speak in Canada in two weeks. And um, I'm supposed to speak in Canada four or five times this year, if not more than that. And I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Right. Like, will the flight still be available? Will the, the conference or the seminar, whatever the event is that you're going to, are they going to hold it? Right. Are they going to hold it? Are they going to cancel it? Are they going to hold it? I don't know. And that's um, what's like some places I feel like there, there's obviously a lot of pressure to cancel um, just for obvious reasons. But then there's also a lot of pressure to keep it going because people depend on these events. Like it's not just like canceling a birthday party. Like it's significant to a lot of people. It's, it's a pay. It's the paycheck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm sc I'm scared to death because I was I was really, really, really counting 
I am really counting on these speaking engagements. Like it was a huge, like when they came to me about it, I was just so elated because I had gotten some bad news at the end of last year before Coco died. <laughs> right. <laughs> By the way, my dog died. Um, you know what? I'm doing so much better. I'm doing so much better. I can hear I'm doing it. Better. Yeah. I could, I could even tell as we've been texting over the last couple of weeks. I'm doing, I'm doing better. Um, I, I don't, I, I had a breakthrough and that was through meditation, which we, I mean, I could, we could do a whole episode about that, but I started meditating and we it, are going to do a whole, if, if Heather B. Armstrong is meditating, <laughs> we will be doing an episode on that. I mean, I like, I can fucking meditate. We actually meditated yesterday morning um, for 10 minutes. And when the timer went off, I was like, what the fuck? It was like, that was like 30 seconds. Ooh. Yeah. Which is significant because if you're, if you're not used to sitting, essentially sitting completely still and quiet for 10 minutes, it seems like a long time. Right. And I had gone into this state, man, God, the, the, the visions that I have sometimes are just, I have to start journaling them because they're so significant and meaningful. And yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea that it, that it would do this. It's been life changing. And I think because of that, I have been able to sort of channel the grief over Coco, um, and understand it and understand what it means and what she's trying to tell me with it. So that's a huge step. It is a huge step. And, um, you know, what today's the 10th she died two months ago today two and months ago today oh wow i didn't realize that okay. yeah and uh not only that we started walking again because my feet are okay sort of um <laughs> i did a really intense hot yoga class and i shouldn't have done it <laughs> <laughs> although i did modify every single pose it was a lot to do after 18 months of not exercising. I but warned you against we, that hot yoga shit. I know. Um, we were walking last night and, you know, I had a, I had a little, it was two nights ago. No, it was the first night that we walked. So it was two nights ago. And I was like, we're going to, we're going to leave the house and we're going to have that little nugget with us. <laughs> Cause she always went on our walks together. We would go on a walk every night. Right. We're not going to have her with us. And I had, a, a, you know, a little moment. I have these little moments here and there, right? Nothing like that first month. Um, and on our walk, we passed a, it's either, it's a, is it a Burmese mountain dog? Bur um, you know what? I don't, I was going to say Burmese, but I Burnese, honestly don't know. Yeah, it may be Burmese. Okay. I'm going um, to look it up. I should know this. I feel like um, Burmese makes more sense because that's like Burma. Right? Well, I know there's there's Great Pyrenees, right? Right. Uh, oh, it is Bernese with an N. I was right. Bernese. Okay, so there was a, a woman walking a, a Bernese who was nine months old and as big as a fucking pony. Oh, yeah. And so funny because he had his leash in his mouth. <laughs> oh, God. Do you... Dogs do that sort of to be like, you think you're in charge, but I still have my leash in my mouth. Right. <laughs> Dudley was his name. Dudley? Dudley. Oh, man. And when you look up these dogs, he had the exact coloring of Coco. Yes. Yeah, they do. Exact. Like he had the eyebrows. He had the white stripe. Like he had the exact coloring. And she told us about how she had lost her other Bernie's dog and she's like I'm never doing this again I can't do it there's no possible way I'll ever get over this and she's like and then this guy came into my life and I can't believe it he's wonderful he's amazing I love him just as much as I loved her and he's even better well he's more he's better behaved and she just went on and on and I was like oh god oh god oh god oh god <laughs> so is this sort of your sly way of saying that you're considering um lightly 
you know, I, I, I don't believe in this shit, right? I don't believe in this shit. I don't believe in, 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 I don't know, but we keep encountering, um, golden retrievers in one way or another. We keep encountering them in, in special ways and they keep popping up everywhere. And it's like, is she trying to tell me something? <laughs> I mean, things happen for a reason. Uh, yeah, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. <laughs> it's funny that you saw a, a Bernie's puppy, though, because I ran into one probably a month ago, and his name was Henry. And he was maybe like six or seven months old. But again, like you said, just massive, like the size of a large, fully grown dog. But it's weird yeah. because... Because Lily is still less than 11 pounds, so she is a petite cat. And to see a dog that's like six or eight months old that is the size of an adult dog that behaves just like a, a floppy little doofus. Yes. It's yes. so it's so weird because you expect them to not be that way, and, and he was that's exactly how he was. Oh my God. I have to we have to link to this tweet. I have to send you the tweet. I don't know if you've seen it, but the the prime minister of Ireland went to an official event. Oh God. I just watched that yesterday. Did you see it? Oh yeah. my God. Where the dog walks in and tries to find him. And when the dog finds him, the dog lies down and is like, give me a belly rub. Right. <laughs> and the prime minister's like, okay, 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 okay. And the dog's like, we're not done. We're not done. We're not done. Right. We're not done. And like turns and then turns even more toward him. on his <laughs> But it was great. Cause the dog totally like just wove through the room looking for him. <laughs> And then you could yes. see in its entire body when it found him. Yes. But the whole, like everything about it, the, the, his reaction, the dog's reaction, everybody in the room, like it was, it's, yeah. we do need to link to that. We do. And, it, you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful connection that we have with our animals. And I'm so glad that I can say that now without crying. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like I'm okay now. Um, Yeah. I've been sleeping, so that helps. Shroom tea. Shroom tea. That's where it's at. Very legal shroom tea. Yes, very, very legal. You can <laughs> you can buy it. I've recommended it to a friend of mine who was uh having trouble sleeping, so oh, I hope it worked. It did it actually me on my ass. Like I it knocks me out. It, so. Well he was skeptical because apparently it, it it is not the most delicious thing. He he made it and sent me a text and he's like, "Can you please ask her how she drinks this shit?" Because oh, I, I slam need, it. Yeah, well, that's, I told him I'm like, "You're probably better off just getting it getting it over with." Yeah. But yeah. but he he powered through and it's actually seemed to help at least somewhat. I don't think it's been like a light switch, but. Oh, and the other thing, the other thing that you brought into my life, um, and and I think it's also a factor of getting older i really like getting up earlier in the morning holy shit um, are you serious oh yeah, oh, yeah. are you a morning up, person i got up like at five o'clock this morning oh, like i woke God. up and i couldn't go back to sleep and i was like you know what i'm gonna go get this and this and this and this and this and this done and i love it i love it it's amazing isn't it i told you it's amazing and I talked to my mom about this and she's like, yes, as you get older, you start to, she's like, at least I found that getting up earlier was easier and so satisfying. Yes. Yeah. It's, Weird. It's, it's satisfying. And I think the kind of energy, at least for me, the kind of energy that I have in the morning is so different than any energy that I have at night. Yes. And I think, I think that's what it is. It's like at night will come around and I might have energy, but I can justify not using that energy on these different things. But in the morning, I'm just up and ready to go and conquer the world. Like yes. Everything gets done. <laughs> I'm so happy you've arrived there. You recommended that book and we should probably link to it. And I'm going to read it because it, I'm sure it has a lot of insight into what I'm feeling about it. But like... I, I get excited now when I get up that early because it's like, oh my, holy shit, what I can get done in the next hour and a half by myself. <sighs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's amazing. 
Yeah, it is. It really, really is. And um, that has brought me a lot of happiness. Who knew? I can't so, believe you're a morning person. Like we've talked about later. this lots of lots of times, and you were always <laughs> like, "Oh fuck no." Four years later, I'm best friends with John Armstrong, and I'm meditating, and I'm getting up at like five o'clock. What the fuck? Twenty twenty. It's a hell of a year. <laughs> Which then Already. probably makes sense that we are picking twenty twenty two to kind of re-jumpstart this whole MRS business. Re-jumpstart, I think, is the right word. Um, We didn't want to give up on this. We didn't want to give up on you. And um, we didn't want to give up on uh, the community of stories. And um, I think that I am missing the early days of blogging where I could find a community of people who were raising children the same age as my own and um, finding others who have experience with volatile 16-year-old girls. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I would love to be reading more about it and hearing more about it, and hopefully we can give you some insight into teenage boys and teenage girls and... um, and do it in, you know, the most profane way possible. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I think cutting down, I guess it was back in November, cutting down to one episode a month. I think honestly, that was sort of what helped us get in this headspace to focus on how we want Manic Rambling Spiral to look going forward. Yes. And what it will take to get it there. Yes. So... And I think, based on how everything is going, because like you mentioned, we've already really started things here, we're, we're probably looking at April-ish time frame to kind of relaunch and share details about what that's going to look like. Yeah. So in a month. So almost on our four-year anniversary. Yeah, we're hoping to go, we're going to start with two episodes a month and then hopefully go from there. We can increase it and, you know, share with you more details about the other little things going on. So, yes. 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 So two episodes a month and then that's that's not all. So we're, we're really Sneak excited. Peek. Sneak peek, we're going to have Lance Armstrong as a guest. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. You're going to love it, Lance. Just wait. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Sneak peek. Yes. Um, So, yeah, there's there's a lot to look forward to, I think. Um, And it was sort of like riding the wave of 2020. Riding the wave. (laughs) Yes. Might as well, right? Yes. (laughs) But as always, we would love to hear from all of you, whether it's you know, sharing our, our thoughts on the coronavirus or teens, or you just want to comment on maybe a relationship with an ex and how that has been uh, beneficial, even though maybe it never seemed possible. You can find us um, on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Manic Ramblings to share us those stories or share with us those stories or whatever. Or you can email us to stories at manicramblings.com. Yes, and until next time, try not to touch your face and just think about that for a second and see how long you can go without touching your face. Just don't touch it. Just don't don't touch it. I know your nose itches. Oh, I know it your really hair is hanging in your I know your hair is hanging in your face. Don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so paranoid in my car. Like if I'm like scratching my head, someone's gonna look over and go, she's touching her face. Oh, God. <laughs>
catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 